calling out corrupt politics, citing the United States Constitution, to exploring American history. You're the Relentless Patriots. Now, without further ado, here is Relentless Patriot John. now with John Mann, Relentless Patriot John Mann, in the war room. Here we go. So let's get this show on the road. So we're going to actually invite one of my good friends to actually uh, give his input as far as everything going on. Guys, there's much to talk about as of right now. The, uh, the concern is real with everything going on in the state of our nation and the state of our country. So I just want to start off by saying, um, I'm actually going to talk about the gun control bill first, and I'll start branching out to other things, or various topics. H.R. 127, so let's do a full breakdown right here, right now. The first thing is that they want you, on a federal level, because on a state level right now, you can only have 10-round magazines. Within New York State, I believe Jersey, not sure where else, that might be liberal, but those are the two main states that I know of. So Sheila Jackson wants this being passed across a federal level as far as magazine capacity. That's number one. Number two, they want you to uh, turn your or actually have, have a registration program where you actually have to give your guns in, register them, and so the government knows exactly where you're having them, or, or actually where you know where they are. Not only to register them, but you also have to tell them the exact location of where you're keeping said firearm, so it goes with their criteria, as they call it. Let me take you something right now, and this isn't me trying to sound like a tough guy at all. Sweet, catchy video right now. Love's Patriot Vinny. So, they want you to have a set criteria. How's it going, Vinny? Good. How are you? Good. I'm glad so to have glad you live. Finally worked. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm very glad to have you live here. Thank you. So, um, I just, I'm just i just talking about HR uh, 127 with the gun bill. It's just that they're trying to pass. Um, they want it on a federal level because as of right now, as you know, on a state level, there are certain criteria for, for certain laws that haven't been passed yet. So, for, let's just say, for instance, Cuomo has this New York Safe Act, again, state level. You're only allowed to have a 10-round magazine. You're only allowed to have, uh, you know, you can't have all the evil features. Uh, or, sorry, 10-round magazine, can't have a detachable magazine, has to be pinned in. If you want it to be pinned in, you actually have to cut the grip in half, which is uh, known as, as a spur grip, which is very unsafe for firearm owners. Now, again, this is on a state level. But uh, I, like the, I like the hat, by the way. <laughs> Thank you. So I just want to ask you, so before I continue to go on to this, as far as gun control, right? Because obviously you're a historian and you have mm -hmm. set criteria as far as um, knowing what, what this leads to. What, what are your thoughts on the actual gun control measures that these Democrats are actually willing to take? Well, the first thing that's really interesting, right, is because um, being a psychologist, you have to know history because it's very important. Part of the bill, because when I read it, they want to do mandatory psychological evaluations. Here's the funny thing with psychological evaluations insurance is not going to cover them so you're going to pay out of pocket quite a hefty fee every state is going to be different but you're paying quite a few thousand to have one of those done not to mention that a lot of students that are now psychologists are going to be clinical psychologists they tend to be politically biased as it is towards guns and i think actually when i did my intro psychology course that was the optional paper most psychology classes have something on guns or gun control or gun safety so if you're getting assessed by a psychologist who's biased, you're going to already not be in a good position with them. And then if they're able to use the DSM-5, which I think I left my copy downstairs, if you're familiar with this very thick guide that how we code for insurance purposes, psychological disorders, you can essentially make a case 
using your credentials and the diagnosis for, ba oh yeah, for basically saying, oh, you know, so-and-so has this disorder, they shouldn't be able to carry a gun. You could do it with, uh, and what it was sounding like, if you looked at all these firearm cases or, uh, you know, gun cases that was resulted in deaths, a lot of the times the offender either had schizophrenia or autism. Those are the two big ones. But that alone doesn't necessarily mean they're going to be a danger to everyone else. There's other factors no. that are that go into it that they're leaving out. They they leave that information out and they talk about it on the news. But theoretically, the psychiatric illness that has the most highest mortality rate is eating disorders. A psychologist can say, oh, you know, because the research shows that they're more at risk for harming themselves, that, oh, I'm not going to grant them, you know, to carry a gun. So someone's own history can play a role against them. If they've ever been incarcerated for anything like benign, they could be denied for that by a psychologist. So knowing yeah. that, I think that it's very dangerous territory. And knowing historically, if you just look at even recent history, what happened in Chicago and New York that allegedly they have very strict weapons in general. You can't have a, a, a firearm in New York. You cannot get a firearm in Chicago. Weapons are super restricted. But guess what? Criminals still have them. And what it does is it takes we, the people, who are responsible, and we abide by the laws. And, you know, it hurts us. And it allows for the criminals to keep doing what they're doing because uh, corruption is very real in those towns. It could be that they're getting the guns from, you know, corrupt individuals. Here's the thing, too. Just to, just to piggyback what you're saying. So criminals, mm -hmm. you mean to tell me criminals don't listen to laws? Shocker. <laughs> right, right? I mean, seriously. So, I, my favorite is, oh, we'll do a buyback thing. Do you really think a criminal gang is going to be like, oh, yeah, here's all my stuff? I mean, seriously. No one's going no to sell their guns. I mean, I, I know NYPD was actually, you know, they actually have a, um, a thing where they actually were doing that. And let me say something right now. People, um, people are not going to be willing to, especially criminals. You really think criminals are actually going to go and be like, okay, here you go, because now they're actually self-incriminating themselves. I mean, come on now. <laughs> Literally, you're literally self-incriminating yourself because you have, not only do you have a legal firearm, but you're also, you know, you're you're admitting into it. So they're not going to do that. That's number one. And then second thing is too is that the more and more I read into this law, not only just the psychological part into it, but I don't know if you read, if you have like an ex, let's just say uh, an ex-girlfriend or ex-boyfriend, whatever it may be, they actually have say if you have a uh, if you're you know to your Second Amendment right within your state. They do. Yep. If they complain, or it's almost like if you look back to the Salem witch trials, which is really interesting because that was. A group of females that had basically conspired together and they were acting out based on a mass hysteria against the community you will see that again uh with these gun control laws where you know you'll have radical feminists that will say that oh we don't have rights this and that but if you really think about it certain spouses especially females they can say well they just couldn't like their husband say oh you know i hate him he abused me which i'm not saying don't believe someone but i'm saying that you know Anyone could say that, and that's the hard part. There is that's, no assessment. There's, there's no, no assessment, and assessment. there's no, there's no, like, for instance, like, when an officer, when an officer is called on scene to investigate said mm -hmm. case, right, they have to look for the facts, they look, you know, they start, they have to do a full investigation, that's essentially what it is. But with this, there's no further investigation, it's just kind of like, you know, we stamp you, and then that's it, we just, you know, send you down the, down the line, so to speak. And then that's it. Yep. So, I mean, and this is the problem, too, is that they look at people like me and you, the bottom of the barrel. They don't look at, you know, they don't. Now, the one, the one percent at least, they're going to actually have, they're going to meet this criteria because they have the money. And, that's, you know, worst case scenario is I think it's more dangerous that the one percent of the people have all this money could actually essentially just buy through the program, so to speak. Oh, yeah. That, 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 are, that are the bill they're trying to push. So for people like me and you that actually can't afford stuff like this, as far as the fire insurance that comes with it, the ammunition charge and the two hundred dollar fees. I'm not, this all adds up. We don't have this kind of money, and and, it's, and now the funny part is too that they always say. I love when they say this, Vinny. They say we're not denying you are you're right. We just want to make sure everyone's safe. Well, that sounds like some Nazi Germany stuff. That's exactly what Hitler said in the beginning. Hitler Literally, said, Hitler said the same exact thing. We just want to make sure everybody's safe. 
And, and you know, it's almost interesting too, because what they're doing now, I think certain schools now do like a, a safety program. They almost try to get kids to rat on their parents. So like, let's say if a student say, oh yeah, my parent has a gun or something, you can get literally put under a radar for something just as simple as that. Or you just get that one crazy liberal teacher who is, oh, you know, I'm going to report them for just have, for possessing a firearm or exercising their second amendment right. Stuff like that drives me crazy um, because it, you know, it's also leading to this issue of, you know, we don't have any one our age that's really standing up and saying, look, this is wrong. The problem is that you have people that are in college that are taught guns are bad. And a majority of these people have never even shot a gun or have gone to a firing art course. A lot of them don't even know basic gun anatomy. That's the funny thing. If you tell them AR-15, they have no idea what that means other than, oh, CNN tells me it's bad. No, CNN tells me it's an assault rifle or it has a chainsaw attached to it. <laughs> that's that's, that's, that's true. That shreds, you know, innocent lives. And that's, you know, it's, it's funny because there's actually people out there that actually believe this. I'm not making this up. This, you've got to hear the things that people say. Like, you know, the, the biggest, uh, you know, the biggest misconception uh, is that, like, people would say, oh, it's, it's called a clip. It's like, they didn't know the parts. You know, mm -hmm. but, and again, this is done by your typical, like, Hollywood movies and everything else. You know? And the Hollywood one's the worst. <laughs> Hollywood's the worst when it comes to not only just attacking the Second Amendment right, but all rights in general. Because they are really bought mm -hmm. out and paid for by the special interest groups. And people don't realize that special interest groups doesn't mean it doesn't just affect your politics. It doesn't affect just the House and uh, state level. It, I mean, it doesn't. It just affects everything as a whole. That's what it does. Yes, and it's it's not just Hollywood, which is crazy. I, I was learning this recently. So my mom watches a lot of those like gossip shows, like the uh, what is it, the Real Ladies or the uh, oh, the, housewives. the Housewives. She watches those, and you know, some of them you just kind of like listen in. And this one guy that runs it, his name is Andy. His husband is Anderson Cooper. Anderson yeah, no, Cooper's I, I on CNN. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I never even knew that until recently. I'm like, holy crap, how did I not know this? And apparently, uh, a lot of their viewpoints get pushed, and they're like, you know, what's whatever's going on, they'll they'll make them say certain things. They make them get involved in social action groups or something. And they'll because I know I know several people. One I'm actually very close with. Um, I won't say who, but yeah, she is very uh, conservative, and you cannot be like that on the show, which is crazy because you're forced to act a certain way and forced to be someone who you're not, which I give them more credit because I could not do that. Well, I would actually like lose it. <laughs> there's a saying, money talks volumes to some people. And that's exactly it. Like even Tucker Carlson just to, you know, he even sold, sold himself out too. Because yes, he I heard about saying, that. So for instance, you're now we're on the topic of freedom of speech. He was talking about the election and it being fraudulent. The votes were just saying there was something mm -hmm. more to it. Here comes Fox News coming along because there was an old man who ran. I can't remember his name, but he ended up selling it. So I remember Michael Savage saying this. He said there was, there was two Jewish brothers by the name of the Murdoch brothers. And, you know, he basically said, here you go. And they sold it. And they're like, they're, what they're trying to do is they're trying to slow and Fox and the slavery trying to become this new wave progressivism. But they have to slowly do it because they sell the people that are, you know, that are old school, you know, that have these old school traditional values. Remember, Vinny, the, main, the reason why they call it mainstream, you know, because mainstream mm -hmm. has to appeal to everybody. It can't just appeal to one person. So Fox News is really going this progressive, slippery slope, but at the same time, while, while trying to stay conservative, but not really, because the, the, the two kind of contradict each other. I mean, they don't, they don't try to, they do contradict each other. You know? They do, and it's, uh, it uh, whatever new agenda they have is creepy as heck, because a lot of it is like done under your nose, and you're not made aware of it. So when they have a bill, especially a lot of, in New Jersey, a lot of these Democrat bills, you don't get the actual substance until the bill is either passed or you really have to do so much digging for it to get like what's in it and it shouldn't be like that you need to have transparency they don't and want how transparency. someone can finally vote you know, the they last, don't. yeah they'll, they'll speak again while we're on the topic of you know uh, bills but excuse me the last bill they signed right the the coronavirus stimulus check the one of those six hundred dollars it was really like this thick and policy was really just said just sign the bill but um 
you know, every single bill that they pass, it's not in the, in, the, in the heart for the people. It's in the heart for special interest groups, number one, and also lob or also special interest groups, lobbyists, and uh, Democrats. That's exactly what this is for. And, and some Republicans, excuse me, because, you know, it's not just Democrats here. You know, that's a, that's a very service mentality just to blame on the Democrats and vice versa here. You know, it's both parties. Both parties are working together to screw, screw the working class people of America. Especially, you know, and here's the thing too, guys. I typically don't understand as I, I just saw a document, or I just say I just saw it, but I remember five years ago. I saw a documentary. It was called America to Fa or Freedom of Fascism by Alex Rousseau. And this documentary broke down every single thing that 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 um that's been passed since the you know since the American Revolution. Every single bill, especially you know during the sixties and seventies, was not deemed constitutional. You know, as, and even before that, again, like I said, again, I go back to referring back to uh, the founding of the, of the federal uh, the Federal Reserve and the IRS. That those two things were unconstitutional. That's why we have so many problems economically and socially within our country, because you have to. You know, there's a saying. God doesn't like money. Look who he gives it to. And that's exactly what it's, it's very, it holds true to it. Because look, God doesn't typically like money. Because remember in the Bible, he talks, or in the Bible, it talks about Jesus going to stay on top of the temple because the Jewish people were actually, you know, they're making um, his father's place of worship, the holy place, a, um, you know, a, a marketplace, which is basically the downward disgusting and disrespectful. So Jesus, of course, he topped on top of the table and whipped the money out there and said, no, like, don't do this. This is disrespectful. This is a place of worship. Now again, I'm, 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 the reason I brought this up again was just to you know just to <clears throat> keep everybody on the same page to show everybody like there are certain times within our period of, of history where just because it may seem right doesn't necessarily mean it's right. It doesn't mean necessarily exactly. It doesn't mean it's right. It's wrong. I'm gonna try to patch Vinny in one more time just to make sure that he uh can come here. Okay, there he is. Okay, Vinny, I'm gonna patch you in. There we go. So, I, again, I just think it's it's just truly disgusting and just downright terrible that these people are actually willing to do this. But, again, and I'm not saying, again, I'm, I'm, this is coming from a place of true heart and true nature, but something has to be done as far as, you know, you know whether it be calling on your local legislator saying, hey, look, I disagree with this bill. We need to we, we need to act on this because going back to the Second Amendment bill, we have to make sure this thing does not get passed to Congress. We, we have to make sure that they, they, they know that um, we're in charge and it's not them. They work for us. They don't, they don't not the other way around. Like Joe Biden told that auto worker a while ago, oh, you work for me. No, we don't work for you, guy. We, you work for us. Get that straight. Through your little thick, you know, uh, Peabody brain. You know, yet you can't complete, a, 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 actually, you can't complete a single sense, have no criteria, even, or even business being president. You make all the racist comments that, that's known to man. And, you know, here you are basically talking about unity. What, what a hypocrite. What, he's a, Biden's the biggest joke running since, uh, you know, since Obama. Or actually... Check that back. Since Woodrow Wilson. So, um, one second. We're trying to get video in here one last time. But I, I just think it's it's very truly it's it's, it's truly just disgusting what this country is manifolded into as of right now. And our and our founding fathers are definitely rolling, within definitely rolling in their graves, regardless of what anybody says. Now, speaking of the fathers, uh, the founding fathers and the founding of this country. Sorry, about that. I'm sorry, my I phone lost died. You. Oh my gosh, I was like flashing it, so I trying to get my charger. I'm like, oh no. Uh, what did I miss? Because I know we were talking about transparency. So I, I so what I did was I we were talking about the bill of or so the, you know the, the gun control and the bill of the, these bills that these politicians pass and how they use how or how Hollywood is actually tied in with that. Oh yes. And you were talking about the um, the story you said you, had, you knew an individual that's within the Hollywood scene that said that they actually force set um, what you call it, like uh, set like scripts for them they actually use and actually present. 
as they far do. as the social, the social justices that they want perceived. They do, and what so what Object, they do for the housewife show is basically everyone thinks the housewife is real. It's actually the fakest show ever because a lot of the times you need to have drama. No one's gonna want to watch like a group of women just chatting. So they usually will have it so you just get the edited parts of it where it's the craziest part. But there are themes like if you know this year I guess it was race. They're bringing race and everything, and one of the cast members of the one of the shows I guess said something like that was a little. A little over the top and they basically use that as a theme to kind of talk about you know race with that one series and that's been happening in a lot of them so you and you're also seeing too a lot of the cast members if they've ever posted something they're pulling up tweets from like 2012 2010 and they're holding it against them now which is so ridiculous instead of just like moving on from it well this this kind of reminds of the whole the uh gina grado incident with uh with the mandalorian you know she spoke out because uh she said that you know ratting on your neighbor is basically some nazi germany stuff right there it is and, you know, she got, you know, condemned for it by Disney. And they said, nope, you're fired. That's it. We want it done with you. But I was just telling her, I was just telling our viewers here that um, as far as everything that's going on, you know, these bills have to be passed. There's a, someone has to meet set criteria, whether it be the deep state or whether it be some kind of, you know, some crooked politician. Someone has to have their, their agenda met, regardless of anybody thinks. It is. It's like a voter, the, what is it, the bill or legislative session that they basically work really hard to pass like the one or two bills. And then I always tell people, you got to watch, too, for, like, the smaller ones because it has, like, a snowball effect. If they can pass in a few small laws, they can add up or potentially Remember, evolve into bigger ones. And this what makes you laugh, Vinny, is that people always say to me, oh, you're, you're not looking at the whole picture. I'm like, no, 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 you're not looking at the small details that make up the big picture. <laughs> it's true. That's important. The small it's, it's, details make up everything. One little sentence in a law can make or break something. Like, uh, they always cite the example in Trenton. They wanted to pass that crazy vaccine law. And going back to the whole point of, you know, being sneaky, this was a prime example because they said, oh, no, no, it's not about attacking religious exemption. Well, the bill went forward and they go, yeah, we're going to remove your entire religious exemption. And then it said that, um, oh, but, you know, we'll throw you a bone. They had one rhino who said it was Declan O'Scanlan. Um, he should not be in assembly because he voted uh, to remove exemptions. And he said, oh, we'll leave it up to the discretion of private schools. Quite a few private schools will now give you a hard time about the vaccines, even though if you are Christian or Catholic, you have an obligation against because of aborted fetal cells are in the vaccines. Um, that was part of his bill. And not only that, but, you know, families that are poor can't afford private schools. So he did come across as very, like, you know, stuck up and snobbish. We yeah, actually course. had one Democrat who was, uh, he, for a Democrat, he actually did some incredible stuff. And he said no to the bill, which is great. And it was the only one that voted That's no. Like the, speaking of Democrats who actually are, you know, somewhat conservative, I mean, Tulsi Gabbard, for instance, I mean, mm -hmm. she's one, it's really funny because she reminds me a lot of JFK, you know, as far she as, does. Like her, as far as like with her, her mentality. And that's, again, they view her as a threat. Not only because not only she's a Democrat, but she's also saying things that she's actually for, like she's pro-life. She supports, um, um, you know, she supports basically the free market and free trade and all these prosperous things that, that the JFK administration supported. So, you know, and that's the way Democrats used to be. Progressive means you want change. People think that, oh, progressive means that you want to be, uh, how do I say, stagnant, so to speak. That's not that's not progressive. That's that's Marxism. Marxism means you want, you know, for instance, that's, that's, I always tell people the story about the communists, right? The communists realized back in the day, when St back in the Stalin days, even before then, you know, they realized that being intellectual and being somewhat, uh, they, they say thought in their heads that they were being philosophical. They realized that that, that words don't do nothing. So they would, so at least to, okay, my words aren't doing anything. Now I got to pick up arms to actually make a point and make an example out of people. And that's exactly, and Castro was really well known for that. You know, oh, yeah. I actually, I actually have a, uh, a family member of mine who actually came from Cuba, and uh, I remember her saying to us around the table one day, she was like, "Yeah, she's like, you guys have no idea how, she's like, how it's like over there." She was like, seeing people get dragged in the streets and being told that they're that they're less than the government. You know, she was like, "You have no idea," and even 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 children being, you know, 
being mocked and you know, not only just mocked, but people are just getting, you know, how do I say, um, getting violated, they're getting the rights violated over there. Mm -hmm. And it makes you laugh too. So where's, where's the UN all of this, you know? The UN is, is a big part of the problem too with that. They don't get involved in it, which is funny. It's like when it goes with any kind of socialist agenda, they're just like, oh, you know, turn a blind eye to it, or we don't really know. Or even now, like people look at China, you could not pay me with to touch to even travel to China. I said, I will not touch that country with a 10 foot pole because even like Hong Kong, which used to be good when the Britain owned it, but when Britain was forced to surrender it, it was metropolitan. And now it's like really dangerous. It's dangerous for the citizens, it's dangerous if you travel there. It's not as crazy as North Korea, but it's not. You know, it's not. It's not no safe haven. It's not. It's not like it's. It's nowhere near as close to where you have it in the United States. That's why I always tell people. I, I think the U.S. Is, is the last. I mean, I, I don't want to say it's the safe. I mean, it's a lot safer than other places. But as far as like socially, and, and you know, um, as far as socially, yeah, I guess it's a lot more safer here. Those those countries don't even have a choice. Like for instance, like if they mm -hmm. don't want, you know, the whole, the whole mass thing here is that they all they could do is like they can't force on. They could just tell you to do it. Now, if you want, if you were told, I don't, I don't want to wear my mask, you get shot or killed over there. But or jail for you life. Get yeah. slapped, you just get you get slapped with a fine or whatever it may be. But even then, it's like it's still unconstitutional. That's the bottom line. Yep, it's I walked, it's funny, I, actually, I walked into a store today, and the subliminal messaging is like really starting to piss me off, for lack of better words. Here, I walk into a liquor store, and I see that uh, so I was actually going to get moonshine. So I walk in there, and I literally see they had a Samuel Adams, one of the original founding or founders of Sons of Liberty. They put a mask on him. I was like, for crying out loud, I just posted in the group chat, by the way, in case you all oh, didn't see this. Heck no. So they put a mask on him. I'm like, I said to myself, I'm like, I should really take that mask off because I'm like, that's just a downright, that's that's disrespectful, you know? Beyond. But, like, the, the mask is one thing, and that's why I hate too when people say the mask is not political. The mask is very, very political. It is, and it's... It's it, a very, it's, very, very, it's a very political thing. It's a very touchy subject, and I'll tell you why, because, you know, anything can be obviously touchy or subject like that, but... The fact of the matter is, is that when you tell people, guys, like, you don't have to wear the mask, I don't, I don't, I don't want to hear it. Like, I even have some people in my family and some friends actually are saying, what's wrong with you? You're crazy. I'm like, well, I'm like, I'm not crazy for thinking the way this, this way. This is the truth. This, the, the mask is actually being used as, as a muzzle, as, as, a, as, a, uh, as a control device. I mean, there's people walking around with two masks, dude. I, I, I've never I seen know, them in my life. Two, two, what is it? Two or, now they're saying three, two or three two, double? Two to, two to three masks, yeah, but... You'll suffocate. The thing is, they are trying to see how well people are willing to comply. Well, or, you know, that's that's what it comes down to. The compliance, I mean, they even told you that actually they they actually want to start doing a um an anal swab too. Oh, oh no, oh no. So yeah. that's exactly what. That's the next step here, and it's like again, it comes back to complacency and having the sheep mentality. When when people say no, then they'll back off. But the when problem, they finally put their foot down, and this is the one thing I always said, as far as I'm concerned, the Patriot Party, we're going to call us conservatives, libertarians, but. The thing is that there's so much bickering going on, on this side of the fence. The one thing I will give the liberals, and, and you know, there's actually I believe the Sun Tzu that said this, you know, respect the enemy of your enemy or something like that, something to that effect. But you know, one thing about the liberals, I will give them this: they have unity as far as like they actually when they want something done, they get it done. And mm -hmm. granted, they're being granted they're being funded and they have all this, this funding and so on and so forth. But they actually work in very they have, they're very they're somewhat coordinated as far as. Uh, when the, when, the, when the task is at hand, the conservatives all I see is see them bickering. Oh no, you're wrong. You're wrong. Da, da, da. It's, it's like a back and forth ordeal. It, sh it shouldn't be that way. No, yeah, and it's crazy because you even know that in certain states like New Jersey, it's so corrupt. The rhinos and all this stuff that it really doesn't matter. And I hate to like say it like this, where your vote should count, and it's really more of a matter of you don't have people who represent you in the state, and there's a lot of like you know dirty deals that go on behind the scenes. So you'll you'll be forced to have one 
um, governor candidate, and that's the position we're in now where we have one guy who is Jack Citarelli and nothing against the guy because I think he's really a good person at heart. But in terms of someone who is strong, a strong, true Republican to run New Jersey, I have firsthand witnessed him saying one thing to your face. And then when Politico comes in, he's like, oh, no, I'm changing my tune like this and that. And that's the one thing that um, I it's disappointing to see is you need someone who's strong to basically tell the media, hey, you don't like something? That's on you. I'm not going to bow down to you and apologize and take demands from you. That one political reporter, um, his name is Matt Friedman. Me and him have a long uh, going beef, um, but basically um, we've had our few exchange of words and I've always been relatively nice. He comes across condescending. He basically said that um, any politician has to answer to him. And I'm like, what makes you feel that empowered and that entitled to say something like that? It's because he is a liberal. Politico is very liberal. They don't like Trump, uh, Trump. And what happens is... But yet, correct me if I'm wrong. I'm sorry to cut you off real quick, but yet they'll have conservatives come on that platform, correct? They do. Oh, they do. But what happens is that they'll pick the conservatives that are more moderate and more... Like, we even have one guy, I'll never forget this, who... We want this money, right? People who, who have lost jobs, they still have not gotten stimulus money. And there was one New Jersey, uh, some kind of Republican, I don't know what position he was holding, but he was talking about mandating the vaccine for the money, like showing proof of the vaccine. I'm like, wait a minute, I said, you were in the wrong party if you're thinking that's okay to do. Yeah, no, I, again, it's a, it's a service-based thing. It's And now, obviously, I, I've seen ads on Instagram for Politico and everything, and I'm saying to myself, I'm like, not for nothing, but I'm like, it seems like the people they bring on there are very, like, surface-based, you know, nonetheless. Like, it you're is. not going to see someone like Alex Jones <laughs> on there. Oh, no. No, no yeah, you're not, not going to see someone like Alex Jones or uh, what you call a uh, representative from Breitbart or Turning Point USA. That, that um, will never fly. And it was uh, the one article, because they wrote an article about me the one time. And I wrote, I, all I did was reach out to the guy because I'm like, God, if you're going to write something, you better write the truth. Because that's all it's reporting. Good reporting is you do your investigation and you figure things out. The report. This, well, just real quick, just to go back off mm -hmm. my shirt. This is the first, guys, I don't think it's, well, it's. Black Rifle Coffee, but the snake shriveled up was actually the first political cartoon that actually Benjamin Franklin actually drew. Yes. And someone saw, so I was funny, I'll, I'll tell you a quick story. I, I'm sorry to cut you off, but. That's right. I went to, so I'll never forget, I went to a constitutional convention at my, at my church, and I'll never forget, we had like different speakers and everything else. And I remember actually talking to one, and they said, when was the last time this country actually faced real journalism? I stood up, I raised my hand, I stood up, I said, listen, I'm like, the last time we actually had said, because I also, I also have the tattoo, about if you guys could see it. Oh, I love that one. Yeah, there you go. So you can see that right there. And I, I raise my hand. And I say, look, I'm like, see this right here? I explained the, the political side of the, the whole car, political cartoon. I broke that whole breakdown. And the, what you call it, the representative I was talking, she was like, wow, she's like, that's actually really true. That, that Benjamin Franklin was actually, sorry, the, the time during the American Revolution was the last time we actually had real hardcore fact, factual journalism, period. No ifs, ands, or buts. After, you know, after the revolution took place, yeah, you had that up until the Founding Fathers. After the Founding Fathers had, you know, deceased and went on and, you know, passed on. Long came, long and behold came 1913, where everything was bought out because, you know, set deep state crashed the economy. And they used that as, a, 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 what you call, as political leverage to change and write the narrative to what they want. That's why the, the indoctrination of this country is just through the roof and it's ridiculous. But that's kind of a gist of where we're at right now as far as with the fact-checking and everything else. I mean, and YouTube. YouTube will censor you for – so, like, this is what's crazy. You are – they will have videos of things that you kind of bat an eye because I don't really believe in censorship. But if you're going to be fair with censorship, keep it across the board fair. Instead, they have ads that are very biased. So, like, you know, when before the election they would, you know, have ads or they talk negative about Trump. 
they would have um they would never show you anything positive and that's a crazy thing so you you clearly had that you even had buzzfeed which was another horrible news source where they were doing videos and it was basically like i guess they would use kids as a manipulation tool like one of them was like kids meet a native american and you know they were chatting and they brought up something about the president and this kid was just curious and goes does that mean trump will be here for eight more years and this one native american goes oh god no 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 and i'm like wait a minute they should have edited that out because if they would never say that about you know joe they and it, yeah, it's well, not there's, there. there's, there's a slight bias about. like for instance i mean i don't even care at this point it's it's in house here but i got i got you know i got put in facebook jail for three nights in, or for three days in a row uh, because I called Joe Biden a faggot because of, of the new administration laws that he was passing, and I was like, "This, I'm like, this is this is BS." I'm like, "No, mm -hmm. this, this guy's a faggot for doing this." Long and behold, you know, Facebook catches it, and they, they or their algorithm system picked it up and said, "No, no, no, you can't say stuff like this." But oh. if I wrote, you know, "F Trump" and you know, "Death to America," that's perfectly fine. If you used all that towards Trump, they never would have batted an eye. You probably would have gotten a reward or something. It's crazy, and it's everyone got shadow banned too at the same time, and. Um, you know, there's no honest reporting. There's censorship. When I spoke to that one reporter, because he wrote the article and actually saved it, and I gave it to my friends, and the guy wrote from Politico, it said Confederate flags keep showing up at NJ right wing rallies. He spoke to David Winkler and Jack Citarelli, and me and David Winkler had a really good talk, and he was a really cool guy. So I thought, and basically, I don't know where the truth lies. It could be somewhere in the middle, but I know that Matt is not a good writer. He's very biased. This is what they wrote in here because I pulled it up to, and it was so such a lie. It said, "Where was it?" Um, talked to him. So this is what I get. He said, "I talked to David Winkler, a GOP state senate candidate from Hudson County, who attended Winkler, who said he's a black Latino descent. Of course, I have to throw race in there. Uh, said he doesn't agree with the flag being there, and he talked to organizers about not allowing it their next rally. So you have Republicans who are for censorship." He said the person holding the flag and wearing the flag outfit was a Hispanic recent immigrant, which that makes me wonder because I don't even have a green card. I, I was born here. Um, so that was lie number one. And then he said, I did not know its significance. So assuming that I don't know its significance, if and, that was true, why would I have uh, – where is it? Aha. And this is this, – and just, just so you know, just so I'm just clear, this is resorting back to you, correct? Mm-hmm. Wow. I have I'm, I'm, I'm my application. Or might so, be, might hey, so, and that's, you want to talk about guys? You, you know, you want to talk about jumping to conclusions, actually assumptions. That's exactly what the left accuses us, and that's hypocrisy at its finest, right there. So technically, you know, what? I guess they were the conspiracy theorists. <laughs> they were. They really were. And like they, when they were given the opportunity to write the truth, Matt decided I'm not going to write the truth. And it's funny because on his Twitter, I'm actually I got banned from Twitter, but basically he would post stuff on Twitter and some nasty stuff. He would talk down to people. He was rude. He openly admitted about like what drugs he used. And he talked about like his criminal history of uh, stuff. I'm like, wait a minute. If you're a reporter and you're saying stuff like that, you would think you need to have credibility. That to me does not sound like a credible reporter, but somehow that's fine for Politico. So it seems that as long as you vote blue or <laughs> you would be allowed to get a job in Politico. As long as, uh, uh, yes. As do long as, as I do is what yeah. they're saying is. Absolutely. And you're saying too, and I, I don't want to get my words twisted here, but as long as you're on the plantation uh, mentality, right? Mm -hmm. Not the physical one, the mental one. Yeah. So Democrats want, you could say anything flies. Oh yeah. You can do whatever you want. You can have the, you can have the worst track history. Like if you look at um, some of these people, they have horrible histories that contradicts what they're saying now that gets all brushed under the rug, gets forgot about. Uh, and it's just the funniest thing ever. And like the rules, so um, people will say, oh, it's uh, 
it's I'm not being political. This not much, but you are being political. Because I've had in my professional field, being a hairdresser, having experience with that. One of the rules you learn about is when you have your own professional page, you don't post political stuff. All of a sudden, people are getting involved in political events or getting involved with BLM. They were getting involved with like pride stuff. That should not be what you're posting on your hair page. Instead, people are posting dialogues. Yes, absolutely. And and here's the thing too is that like I was always told, right? As a business owner, now it's up to you, obviously. You know, it's obviously you know, if you're an American mm-hmm. business, you can do what you want, rightfully so. But I was always told that you keep your business, you keep your politics separate because otherwise it causes issues. That's how you lose customers, that you re- lose revenue. Now it seems to be the opposite in today's society. Now it seems like okay, yeah. if you don't support this business, if you if you don't stand with my political. Uh, if you're on my political affiliation, I'm done with you. I'm out with you. And that, I think that's why a lot of people, like, for instance, like Goya, like, I don't know if you remember, when they said that we support Trump or not, their their stock went through the roof because, you know, mm-hmm. they support that. Or, But no, so for instance, like NBA, NFL, all the major sports leagues that support BLM and support all this kind of ideology, I've went and have tanked and I've actually suffered a great ordeal because people are saying enough of the political nonsense, just play the freaking game. And that's it. Like, just it shut is, up. <laughs> they always pull that card, which is like, I, I posted the one guy, he ended up blocking me on my Instagram, but he... He told me this nasty, really, out of nowhere, I got this nasty message. So I said, you know, what? I'm going to start posting these trolls. I'm like, they want to act like this? Fine. So I treated him nothing but kindness, and he was being rude and like this and that. And then he ended up blocking me. I'm like, he couldn't take the heat because I called him out for it. No, yeah, no, they, they, they don't like when you, when you call them out on their nonsense, especially. You know, it's like, it's like when you, uh, <clears throat> you know, like when you discipline your, a disciplined child and they're like, oh, and they throw a fit. That's mm-hmm. what they don't like. They, they, that's exactly what they are. They're literally, uh, they have a child's mentality. They just never grew up. Yeah, it's true. And it's like, and my favorite part is this, is that, you know, they just like that childlike behavior. It's almost like, you know, if you have that one parent that does everything for someone and it's like, oh, it's the best parent ever, this and that. But then you have when they say, no, all of a sudden they hate you and this and that. They play that game with everyone. Like you had this whole summer where bad behavior was justified. And when the police had to get involved at the local level in Oregon, you had people condemning the police saying it's horrible. We don't want the military. But then you have in January, people are like, oh, bring the military in and this and that. And I'm like, wait a minute. I said, they were both. I said, you cannot compare those nine months where you just t- the, the left took a knee to the groups like BLM. You have Nancy Pelosi and everyone in the uh, Senate chamber wearing the slaves. Those were slave trader uh, ties they were wearing. Speaking, yes, yes. And speaking of Nancy Pelosi real quick, just, you know, I, I were talking about race as an issue right now. But um, as far as with the, with the left, obviously. Now, on the right, mm-hmm. it's never, it's never additional right. So, obviously, I'm sure you're, obviously you heard that Trump got acquitted you know, for a second time. Oh, yeah. And, and that, which is great news. But with Nancy Pelosi, she didn't, obviously, she's not going to support that because she, she was, was so angry. She threw a fit. And my favorite part about the thing was that when she's up on the stand talking or on the, on the podium, excuse me, she really, when she just, she's like, no, he got a slap on the earth. But yeah, she's pointing, she's pulling at her hand. I was like, that's your hand. You know, I mean, the woman's just not wrapped tight. She, she's more, you know, missing a few, more than missing a few screws. She uh, and my favorite, my favorite will forever be. I think it was just the one year anniversary where I was at a bar with my friend. We were just chilling out. We had a moonshine drink, and we looked at the TV. I'm like, wait a minute, she's not doing what I think. She, she shredded the papers. Remember that when she took the speech and she shredded it, and there was that one meme that said Corella Pelosi. She acts like that. If they ever had Trump do anything like that, they would have crucified him. She they would. There's the, there's a funny thing too that even though Trump's in office, what, what I still find kind of mind baffling was that, or mind baffling is that after. He was tried not only for the first time, but for the second time. They just don't want him to run again. I mean, let's just, let's just be straight up here. That's, what, that's exactly what this is. They don't want him to run again because mm-hmm. they deem him as a threat because he's self-funded, self-made as far as his own money. And he's not corrupt. Too, I, I spoke – exactly. That's the number uh, – most, the most important thing. He's not corrupt. But I had a conversation with one of my friends. One of my friends told me this. They said the thing about Trump is this. They said that they, they deem him as a threat because not only because he has a self-made but all these things, but 
he knows all of them internally because remember he used to be a dem you know supposedly used to be a, de a democrat not only was a democrat but he also used to dem uh you know demonstrate actually and give people all this money and whatnot and this is a huge uh, do uh, donor to either republicans and and democrats so he knows the political game inside out he's actually he's an insider that's essentially what it is you know so that's so when he said you know what? i'm done with the bs i just want to run i want to get this country back in the shape i'm gonna, I'm gonna clean house so to speak they couldn't stand it. I mean, remember what? Remember when he killed the uh, the Iranian general? They said, "Oh my God!" And that that was going to be war. And the Democrats, what they do? They kept on trying to push for war, and yeah. that was it. And you know, he reminds me a lot of Reagan as far as like you know, um, with his foreign policy, very libertarian, didn't really go into a lot of wars. And if it was a, it was a conflict, it was a one and done thing, and that was it. And he utilized the military for for uh, to cur to carry out set missions. So the biggest thing he used, and it was never really boots on ground. It was more either you know drones or he used special forces to go do it and clean house. And that's how you're supposed to do things as, as a president and as a leader. You know, you're not supposed to, you know, a tyrant basically send boots on ground, mm -hmm. cause mass casualties, cause amounts of loss of life. Um, like, for instance, like Nixon did during the Vietnam War. I mean, I, I respect the veterans that served the war. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying is that they were used as, as political pawns mm -hmm. to further their agenda. They, they were not valued. And what happened is you see what was so horrible with that. You had the Vietnam vets coming back, just like today's veterans. Um, they weren't getting the care they needed. A lot of them got very sick. They're still suffering from Agent Orange, and it's just a horrible I, I, thing. I know, yeah, and I know. Unfortunately, that's, that's exactly what's, you know the veteran community. Unfortunately, it's just it was never, it's never taken the right answer. It's never an important issue. That, that's, and that's exactly what it is. And I would say, if it wasn't for the heritage groups that are there helping the veterans, we would have almost nothing for them. The VA is horrible. They don't do the job that they need to do. They're they're short funding, and Biden now wants to cut funding more to the VA. Which I'm like, wait a minute, you cannot be giving illegals Sorry. more rights than our veterans and more resources than our veterans. Our veterans who literally put their lives on the line, who some of them need to get surgeries done. Like my one friend who went to the VA. He, he, he was that backed up? He said he had been better off going into just the civilian hospital. He would have gotten it done quicker. Yeah, it's, it's, it's very sad because, you know, that's exactly what it is. Now, when Trump took office, I heard the VA situation started getting better because they actually started exposing a lot of the corruption. They started making it a point to uh, better, yep. better take care of our veterans, and that's exactly what Trump did. I mean, the one thing about Trump I can say about him is that he's a deliverer. He's not a um, he's not a mouthpiece, so to speak. When he says something, he's, he's a man of action. He, he doesn't just say he does, and that was like the one thing I liked about Scott Pressler. Is he always said, "Stop saying and start doing." Trump did that to a T. Like he, if he said he was going to do something, he did it. Like he started the wall. He started. You know, you well, did the tax tariffs in China. Funny enough, I actually, um, so on Instagram, I actually follow two welders who actually have been working on the wall. And they really just had finished it. But, the, you know, Biden really just signed an executive order saying that he wants to destroy the wall. And I'm like, oh, great. So I'm like, all that hard work, all our tax-paying dollars, oh. not, not only our tax-paying dollars, but also Trump's money that went into this wall is now going to be basically gone. So now we're going to be back to square one. Now we're going to have the uh, weak border, we're going to have defenseless borders, and now we're going to have... Um, you know, uh, immigrants uh, uh, flooding in. Illegals. I mean, the, yeah. the rationale behind this too is that they want to give, they, they want to crush down the country with illegal immigrants. Period. No, no ifs, ands, or buts. Oh yeah, and they're coming over here, and they're not doing any testing. It's it's just so crazy how they bring them over here. They don't know who they're bringing in. They don't do background checks. It's you need to know that stuff. And it's these policies. Like, remember how he mentioned, basically, if they give birth here, like the whole an anchor yeah, baby, basically. Yeah, the anchor baby. Yeah. Well, it you know, the thing is, is that bad behavior. They condone it. They, they, they want it to be condoned because 
you know, they, they make money off of it. You know, it's like I always said, yep. Democrats like illegals because they use them for votes. Republicans like them for cheap labor. Yep. You know, now, yeah, and, and regardless of anybody says that, that's exactly what the illegals are there for. It's le they're there to you know benefit both parties. Remember, not only this is just another uh, surface mentality based thing is that people are like, oh no, Democrats are just going to use them for votes and use them for this and that. I'm like, no, 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 you don't understand. Don't think both parties are, are sorry. One party is actually going to benefit. Both parties always benefit from when something happens. Yeah. You know, that's exactly what this what this comes down to. And you know, one thing that's during the pandemic has shown me is that as far as with Trump is that every single thing that he's done, they've really you know blocked. You know, purposely, I, I have never in my lifetime, like, I didn't see Republicans even do this when Obama was in office. People, they, they, they weren't even that stuff. Nope. You didn't see Mitch McConnell saying, all right, I want to impeach this guy. I want to get rid of him. Nobody said, everybody said, okay, okay, Obama's, you know, just, just let him do away. Yep, they let him do whatever he heck he wanted. They never even bothered speaking up. And all of a sudden, Trump gets in and it's, they put him through four years of hell. And then my favorite is after those four years of hell, they caused us. They go, oh, we want peace, love, and unity. I looked someone in the eye and said, first of all, I said, you are not going to get a handshake, a hug after all the nasty stuff you said, you know, tolerating all your BS nonsense. And if I was quiet for a while and I'm like, I am done being quiet. I am so tired of this nonsense and this cancel culture and this. It's only unity and love if you agree with them 100%. The minute you question one thing, you're demonized, you're, you're a racist, you're horrible, you don't believe in science. It's like destroyed in a blink of an eye. And we've seen this time and time again. People have actually lost their careers. Like, they even said that oh, Trump's, yeah. ho Trump's Hollywood career, which you care less about, is really be taken away. Remember, even the yep. Hollywood star, even the Hollywood starlet that that was on there on Hollywood Boulevard, was taken away. I mean, the Hollywood Boulevard. So was that the China Theater? Excuse me. Yeah, yeah. The uh, the walk. Yep. They removed that. They they removed. They that. want to rename a bridge or something. Something so stupid. Like, why would you? I said, if you're talking about renaming something because the same as Trump, and you're thinking that's the biggest issue facing the country right now, that is there's beyond. Just, petty. There's just there's so much bigger stuff going on right now. I mean, people should just you know. But again. It's uh, and, and this is what I tell everybody. I'm like, stop worrying about the, the left. What they want to do, they're not gonna change it. They're 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 indoctrinated. You're not gonna, you know, if they want to wake up, they want to basically be cool to come inside. Mm -hmm. Welcome, you know, I'll give you a, give you an, uh, you know, I'll take you out shooting. I'll you know, give you a hamburger <laughs> the American way, and you know, that's it. Well, you know, we both must be friends. But the moment you start infringing upon my rights and telling me I have to think this way, or I have to support your gender, or support your sex change, and you start imposing those things on me, we're, that's where we're gonna have a problem. You know. I, I go by a simple statement, which is "Don't tread on me." That's the true libertarian, actually true American way, not even libertarian way. Let's forget about the, the you know the party, the political parties. Yep. You know, you know, yeah. I I align myself with the libertarian party. That's where my founding fathers came from. They were very progressive, so to speak. Because again, progressive means that you want change. It doesn't mean that oh, like I'm a liberal. I want you know this and that. It's they don't. Liberals want things. They they want to be very stagnant. They don't want change. Yeah. You know, they want change, but not 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 in the good way. <laughs> They want to basically run our country into the ground, and they they're they're getting away with it with murder because like I mean look look what BLM's doing you know, BLM is the thing but they they've done nothing but just burn and loot their and destroy their own communities, destroy communities, destroy monuments. They destroyed historical monuments, destroy buildings. They get well, a free even even Abraham everything. Lincoln right. This just makes me laugh. Abraham Lincoln supposedly you know let's go to the notion he supposedly freed them, mm -hmm. even though he said that you know I, I'm gonna paraphrase a quote. Correct me if I'm wrong here, but I remember reading a quote by Abraham Lincoln that he said if he wouldn't free the slaves unless he had to. Yep, like damned, he did say damned, that. You're damned if you're doomed, you're damned if you don't. He mentioned that, then he said something along the lines. He, he brought, the gist of his speech, if you paraphrase it, is basically talking about segregation. Um, he was a supporter of that. He wanted them to basically go back to Africa. Things like that get left out, which I think is funny, and then all of a sudden, BLM hates Abraham Lincoln, and I'm like, 
this is such an oxymoron because it was never about the whole Confederate monuments that were offensive. They're attacking everything. They're attacking Union monuments now. Uh, and it's um, anyone. Right, but who, even Robert, you know, and there's like two, like one of my favorite generals of all time, Robert E. Lee. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't care if I'm going to get flack for that for saying that. That's, that's, what, that's literally my, one of my favorite generals. Like, like I told you, we had this conversation the night. Out of all the generals, you know, during that time period, he is one of the best military technicians, very technical thinker, as far as, like, making sure that his men succeed victory. Because for a while they did. It was up until Gettysburg, and that was it. You know, if, if they would have won Gettysburg, they would have won the war, period. No oh, yes. You know, and again, people hate when I say that, but it's the truth because, mm -hmm. you know, they weren't just going against, they weren't just, they were not for just for slavery. People feel like, oh, they're for slave. No, if you had black people fighting for, you know, for their freedoms, similar, the, how do I say, there's a lot of commonalities between the Civil War and the American Revolution. Yes. There was a lot of commonalities, the states' rights, the infringement upon the rights, and even towards the end of the war, I remember actually reading about, correct me if I'm wrong here, but I remember reading towards the end of the war that they actually were, uh, those reparations they want the South to pay for. After oh, yeah. Similar to Bryn. And, you know, they were like, this is ridiculous. Like, I just lost my home. I lost my livelihood. I lost everything. You know, people fought and bled and died for the preservation for their land because actually that was something near and dear to their heart. And now you're going to tell me that the government telling me that I have to pay for this? No, fuck you. <laughs> yep. They had, uh, the South was practically under martial law. And, you know, it was, places like Georgia were destroyed. The Georgia, Alabama, they had them under martial law. They had a, a nightmare that was going on there, and it wasn't until at least 25 years that we started to see some justice with um, you know, the first monuments being put up for both sides because that's how they honor their veterans. And then as time went on, they were able to unite some of them, but it took a lot to – It you know, took a lot there. because you have to understand, no matter what, I love when people say too, and they'll say surface-based things after, oh, they were both American casualties. Yes, they were both American casualties. Mm -hmm. However, you have to understand the South was actually, you know, they're fighting for the preservation for for their land. That's what it comes down to. And like yeah. I told you the other day, and no taxation, no representation. Even even the Trump supporters now, right? That they're being interviewed by, let's just say, like leftist groups and whatnot. Mm -hmm. Let me like these liberal outlets. I always hear them say, "Oh, it's a, it's just about uh, it's about heritage." It's, no, it's not just about heritage. Stop yourself right there. You don't know nothing about the Civil War. Stop talking. It was about states' rights for their land, for their only for their, their sorry for their land and also their livelihood. That's exactly what this is about. Mm -hmm. And you know, also for the also so the rights were infringed upon because that's exactly what happened to them. It was nonstop after infringement after infringement. You know, first we're going to take away your land, we're going to take away this, we're going to take away that. So you have nothing left until the government has it in. Yep. Because remember, because remember, you also had the industrial revolution kicking up around this time, right before mm -hmm. the you know. So it was the old way versus the new way, and they didn't like the old traditional way because they figured that you know there's not there's no money there's money to be made down there for the for them to build their factories and to industrialize. So that's what it was, it was a land grab, if you want to paraphrase was. it. They wanted to exploit them for, you know, the resources, the rich land, and, well, you know, that's, and they're still fighting that to an extent, because this is crazy, like, after the war, you had uh, carpetbaggers, which was basically the equivalent of rhinos, or Democrats that would come from up north, down south, and they would try to ruin this state, and then you have scalawags, which was people that lived in the state that, you know, were weak, they didn't have any any say in anything they didn't try to fight anything no and they just kind of deny their own heritage and that's what we're seeing today to a, a similar extent with you know the rhinos in the republican party you see people from new jersey just you know not even caring not even going out there protesting I, like i was talking to family who's in kentucky and it's like you know how they do how they have republicans in kentucky is nothing like it is here they believe in your second amendment rights in kentucky they believe in the first amendment you know no that stuff would not even be up for debate like you can conceal carry in kentucky yeah, that would never now, fly now, here. Me, is Kentucky now? When it comes to the concealed carry, you don't need to have a license, correct? I don't think so. No. Yeah, from from what I gathered, um, 
But again, they're, they are very, very dear and true to their roots because that's where most of the Civil War battleground, even before the Civil War, even, and most of the, or, well, parts of the Revolution were, were fought, uh, you know, down there too. Oh, yeah. And but even that, I, I'm sorry, uh, West Virginia. Places like West Virginia, who's really Republican, West Virginia was created during the war between the states when they were illegally annexed. They didn't want to get involved, and it's USA is like, yeah, we're just going to annex you. Yeah, again, it just it, it infuriates the heck out of me how people just don't understand and don't, don't, don't actually want to understand the, the uh, true preservation of history. But, you know, I'm glad that people like me and you are actually, you know, you and I are rather, uh, are aware of this, you know, because it goes show that there's hope and there's people out there that actually take this stuff seriously and then actually understand that they, there's a greater, how do I say, there's a greater, um, greater mutual understanding for this. Because with a lot of our founding fathers, right, whether it be, from the Civil War, all the way down to the first founding of this country, when, when the, you know, when the George Washington first stepped on the, on the soil with his men, or you know, back when back when they were uh, when they were British colonists. You know, you have to understand that if it wasn't for the British colonies, we would not be here. Period. Oh you know? no, not at all. Because the British colonies were the first settlers that came into Jamestown, and you know, and everything started to branch out. Yep. So once you had once you had set colonies come here. Then you had the French American, or sorry, French and Indian War, and then same exact thing. It's just similar to the Civil War. They want us to pay for reparations. We said, no, screw you, we're not doing that. And then that's when the taxes came in, and that's when the Second Amendment, and that's when the quarantine of troops and everything else happened. Because if you really want to get technical about this, they lived through martial law, regardless yep. of what it says. That is true. They lived through a tyrannical time where they're, you know, every single rights were imposed, and that's exactly what we're going to see now. And I'm telling you right now, Vinny, I pray to God it never happened on the soil, and I don't wish any ill will on anybody. But I think at that time where it's going to, people are going to say enough's enough already, and that's exactly what our ancestors did, you know, 240-something years ago is going to happen again. Mark my words. I believe you. I, you know, the warnings are there. I hope that, it, you know, whatever happens will be peaceful, like, you know, a peaceful breaking away. or Because every secession is legal. It's when the government is so extreme and unbearable that you are able to then leave and create your own government. And I think what's going to happen is you're going to see either a split up, like California, I know, Places like California wanted to secede from the union. I'm like, I, I totally support that. <laughs> what about what about that? Not only that, but what about Texas? Texas wanted the union. You know, Texas, certain parts. That's Texas still processing too. Huh? And uh, Texas has it written in their constitution, which is even good at the state level. So, mm -hmm. It's crazy enough you say that because I have a good friend of mine lives down in Texas. He was telling me that, that it's actually one, one of the uh, governors, or not sorry, one of the rep representatives down there, just on the bill saying like we need to succeed from the U.S. So the, the, the fact that's even that's even a talk right now that's insane. I mean, that, I, that, right? that, that has that that hasn't been done since the Battle of Santa Ana. <laughs> yep, and that's even there's even talk about uh, well I think it was Wyoming I, of all places Wyoming also was talking about that. So was um I think South Dakota. Well, you know those those places that's like too. I'll never forget watching the election like you no know, Trump versus Biden obviously. And I, I couldn't believe that South Dakota was actually starting to turn blue. I was like, wait a second, like that doesn't make sense. I'm like, I'm like South Dakota. Yeah, that was very, like that. That didn't make sense to me. I'm like, that that's that's bizarre because that can't be red. true because even that governor, she uh, I, she's amazing, Christy Nome. She mm -hmm. um was going to do orders to basically nullify whatever Biden says at the state level. So whatever he says doesn't even apply there, which is great. Well, that's funny too. See how see how sophisticated and see how well thought uh, the founding fathers were. They knew that basically one law one couldn't grow across the land, so it has to come on a state level. Mm -hmm. You know, it's almost kind of like that nice and vassals mentality. It's like, for instance, like oh, sort of, kind of, because you obviously the knight or not the knights, the uh, the nobles were the governors of, of the of the land. So it, it seems to be that they kind of took the best of each society and they kind of just took a blend of it and created their own. Which is which, yep. again, that's that's some like high level intellectual thinking right there within itself. You know, they're they're they were very sophisticated for their time, very well thought out, and you know, most of all, they were free men. They they didn't, they didn't ask permission. You know, 
Like this whole mask thing, like it shouldn't be, uh, uh, oh, you have to wear it. It should be like, okay, this is optional. Yep. The government's job, remember, it's supposed to protect its citizens. It's not supposed to tell them, you have to do this because I say so with, with the authoritarian way. That, that's not what this is. Okay, for instance, guys, this virus is a threat. Just be, keep in mind, um, you know, we will, uh, we will be handing out masks or you could either, we'll either be handing them out or you could either buy one at the store. Okay, cool. Thank you for the, the information. That's it. Now, I, now me being the responsible individual that I am, I will make that informed decision for myself. Thank you very much. And that's it. You go on about your day. Oh, I agree. And you know, it's this whole COVID thing. I guarantee you what it's going to be is that I told my friend, I said, clearly, you know, when he got in for inauguration, they dropped some of the recommendations from who or they changed something, something so silly. I said, watch them just, they had to make it look believable, but they're slowly, you know, relaxing restrictions. All of a sudden it'll be over as if it never happened. Um, you know, and not only that, but people are going to tend to forget it. You know, people are definitely going to forget this. How much you want to bet? Oh, yeah. No, the moment the mo people are like, wait, there was a virus? Because watch, if we ever go back to normal, which I think we will. But if we ever, ever bounce back, I mean, I, I think I say another year, minimum, another year. Oh, beyond, yeah, at least a year, one to two years. Uh, another year or two, because this this pandemic, I remember actually working on there for, yeah, I was working at FedEx at the time. I was working two jobs and going to school. And I'll never forget when I, um, they told us that folks like guys make sure you wash your hands i'm like wash your hands i'm like what the fuck i didn't know i didn't, didn't know what's going on at the time and they're like oh the, the, you know the chinese virus you know it's bad and this and that i was like what the heck because that's what people were referring to at the time it came from china it was a virus and then but now you couldn't say that anymore you know <laughs> the china oh yeah well literally it, uh, it comes from china and it's i call it the china virus all the time because it gets people or the kung flu they um the kung flu. <laughs> it really really the kung they flu, uh, like that I know for a fact I had it last year because me and my coworkers all got sick around the same time. So when it was no known about, we all had it. So we weren't like worried. All of a sudden at work, it was crazy because we go into work and, you know, masks weren't mandated, but like the one lady was wearing one and I had this weird feel like there was a weird feel to the air. And then they just get in the intercom and they go, take all your stuff for the week. Uh, we're going to do winter break, uh, not winter break, spring break early. And I'm like, oh man. So then I got, I have proof. I had like five or six text messages from my secretary. She's amazing. She does like so many great things, but she's very friendly. She was upset as I was too. And she was saying something like, oh, we'll be back in two more weeks. Then, you know, spring break goes by. Oh, we're going to still be virtual. And then she writes, needless to say, um, until further notice, pending the governor, we won't be opening. So this went on until graduation was all virtual. Then we try to come back this year, which ended up being a failure. Uh, they only had a handful of students come back because our school district that I work at as a sub and aide, as one job, is um, share time, which is one of, I think it's the only school left in this state, one or two that does it, where we have sending districts. A lot of the sending districts are all virtual, so there's no students. So they don't have jobs for the aides. They don't have jobs for substitute teachers. A lot of the substitute teachers, I was the youngest one um are in their 70s and 80s and they don't want to go back <laughs> so half the time like i can't be in two places at once <laughs> no it's it's just virtually impossible let alone to do that but you know the, the main thing is that, again is that it comes back to all single with, with the control and they want to see basically who's going to be willing to accept who's, who's willing and who's accepting you know how, how far can we push the envelope how far can we actually get with it with this uh legislature you know oh yeah but, and again, you, you see this, especially within the, within the school districts, too, is that, like, I, I, told, I told you over the phone uh, before we uh, decided to go live and do this. One of my friends, his son was getting bullied, and his son, you know, stood up for himself, knocked, you know, punching the kid, you know, mm -hmm. did square in the face. And the school said, no, you can't do stuff like that. that that's, you get that's more trouble. Right. You, you get, get trouble. more trouble. 
So they want you to sit there, be a victim, and mm -hmm. actually not stand up for yourself. And that's exactly what this mentality is. And this decision falls back now to the real world. But you know what's really funny is that in the real world, though, if you, you know, if someone punches you, you have the right to defend yourself. Yes. Because, you know, that, that's considered assault on their part. Like, how many, how many fights have we seen on the internet, for instance? Like, have that gone viral? Like, remember, the, the, the like, for mm -hmm. instance, as crazy as it sounds, uh, like, when, well, then, then again, like, I mean, the guy was kind of out of line for doing this, but the, for instance, like, I'll use the, twist, the Twisted T video, right? Yep. Like, like where the guy comes up saying that racial slur, and, when I, and then, boom, he popped him, and then, and then he, the guy didn't get arrested. The guy was claiming self-defense because, you know, he kept, the guy was wearing his mouth and saying racist stuff, so that was justified for him doing that, regardless of what anybody thinks. You know, I, I mean, you know, I, I you know, you know, granted, it was a little bit extreme, but however, I mean, the guy did say punch him in the face, so. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's almost like I think there's I, there's a, a term for that. Shoot, I'm forgetting it. I should know this. Oh, man. Um, there's a term for that, but basically, like, when you're talking about uh, guilt, I always tell people this. There are very few, and everyone thinks I'm crazy when I first say this. It is very rare to have a purely innocent victim. And if you really think about that, there's different levels of uh, responsibility. The only victims that like, are 100% innocent are unborn babies, children. Um, I think certain crimes, I think it's like up to a certain age, like where they assume that you should know better that this is wrong. And um, disa di mentally disabled, uh, beyond a reasonable doubt, and pregnant women. Those are all truly innocent victims that, you know, they don't have any malintent. And then you have different levels that go on from there of for the most part there is two roles in that case the guy says yeah go ahead hit me hit me hit me while he is giving consent the action is still not legal to assault someone so you're not going to get like a as harsh a punishment as if um you would get a harsher punishment if it was just a random thing but because he yeah, said it was, that it's gonna it'll play a little yeah, bit of a role i think that what you're looking for i forget what it's called but it's almost like he's provoking him so to speak yeah, in a way, it's almost like uh, it's not granting consent, but it's like it's lessening the uh, the it's lessening the intent or something. Or yeah, you're taking uh, what would be yes. a strong intent and you're bringing it down to like you just have someone who has no uh, control. But it is extreme. But obviously, you're not gonna go and hit someone if someone's oh yeah, go hit yeah. me, I'll to knock you out. I mean, no, you can't say that. You can't do that. Hey. But yeah, again, it, it piggybacks well. Just piggyback what I was saying too is that like we've seen you know countless things on the internet where people have gone to fights and whatnot because you know this individual one. Actually, there was actually a thing on the parking lot. There was actually a, 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 I was playing because of the Gracie brothers. I don't know if you know who they are. Henner um, he, he run. They're they they run like the academy out in California and um, they're great guys. I mean, I haven't trained with them personally, but I have friends who train with them and they said that they're just great people. But anyway, they're descendants of the of uh, Elio Gracie. Wow. So yeah, they're actually the grand, the grand, uh, grandchildren. Excuse me. So anyway, one, not one of them. But they had a student within the academy that got into a fight onto the street, and the guy just it was a random attack, and he ended up defending himself. And you know, they said, "Listen, you know, we we actually support you doing this because you know you defend yourself, and not only defend you, not only defend yourself, but also defend the people around you." So obviously, law enforcement came. They they handled, they addressed the situation. Said, hey, look, man, you're perfectly fine. You know, there's not going to be anything against you. We're going to take him in, and that's it. He's going to get charged with assault. But um, it goes through that instances like that. Like those are the the most important things where I, I think you know that they that they, they, uh, the people have to take into account. Like for instance, the Kyle Rittenhouse thing, right? Remember he was attacked by three people. You know, by the, the three three yep. people he was attacked by. I've been into a fight with three people. It's not fun, you know. I mean, let alone I can't imagine you know each uh, each three p or sorry, three all those three individuals having some kind of uh object or or firearm, whatever it may be. Three versus one, and one of them was a known sex offender. So, like, God only knows, like, what could have happened. Like, that's, and people were defending that guy. I'm yeah, like, no, people, people were people were defending a sex offender. Let's think about this here for a second. Uh, people uh, never victimize anyone ever again, which I am. 
and I, I posted something. I, the one case I want on Instagram is I posted his pronouns are were was. <laughs> oh, the amount of hate I got, and I'm like, wait a minute, you're defending a a creeper. You're defending someone who basically did did harm on ill an ill will on an, on an innocent victim. Yep. That and they'll like, I, I have crazy. No, I have no. I have a zero 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 tolerance for that. There was actually a guy that was like going around. Uh, I think his name was, his name was like Jason Volkov or something like that. He was actually out in Alaska, if I'm not mistaken. He was really tracking down sex offenders on his phone, showing their houses and beating the crap out of them. Again, you know, you have to understand things like that. Like I, I, I support because I do too. People like that, people like that need to be put down. They, they, there's just no ifs or buts. Even the founding fathers, if you did stuff like that in their time, you were hung. There were no ifs no or buts. They, and they that's actually back. back in the day what lynching was used for. People always use lynching as this racist thing. And when you look at the statistics. The numbers that the left spews out is not true because there's not like you know millions, which is way too excessive. It was a crime that was. What's funny too, the left, the left can't something. You know, it's funny. For, you know, they claim to be intellectually smart with science and math, but yeah, oh, they no. can't something get their <laughs> they can't something get their numbers right. And that's what makes me laugh is that you, if you really claim to be a party or sorry, um, a person of a uh, higher intellect, at least get your at least get your statistics right. <laughs> yes, and I don't even know like history. It's because lynching was it, what it was is when you had publicized execution, which was done back in the day. It was done for only the worst of the worst. And basically, if you were a, a sex offender of any sort, you were lynched. And that was what it was used for. They even had a proven case. It was a black-on-black -black lynch, lynching case where um, they caught this creeper. He was a pedo, and he was um, black, and it was his victim was black, and he was lynched for that. And that was the case that it said. The left ignored it completely. They ignored it, and they only show the handful of cases that are of the opposite race. But there was uh, cases white and white lynching that occurred, and that was a public execution case, historically. And, and, and again, and again, just to piggyback what you're saying, too, is that the left just goes off this notion that they think that they're right as far as what that, you know, they, 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 they always make it a one-side issue, which is race. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's always that. And then they it's always about race. It's always about, you know, it's always about having uh, privilege and whatnot. And you should be ashamed because you're white or this and that. But, you know, here's the funny thing, too, is that not everybody's white. Everybody's a blend of everything, you know? Yep. But if you appear to be a, a, a Caucasian or a Caucasian male, you are you're a cis white male to them. You're a problem. But yeah, everybody's mixed. Everybody's uh, everybody's ancestors from everywhere. You know, like I have ancestors that that, that came from um from Europe. I have people that you know. I have actually have Native American blood in me. So what do you, what do you sit here and tell me? I I have family members from Puerto Rico, and Puerto Rico is it's a mixed culture. Like Afro Puerto Rican, which is my father. You uh, were very dark skinned You basically had an Afro, like my dad did. Uh, my grandma had an Afro as well. I had a mix of that, and basically, when you're Afro-Puerto Rican, you are West African, you are Native American, which is Tayano, and you are European. That's the culture, and we, Puerto Rico, by the way, had a history of slavery way longer than USA, and you do not have this massive cancel culture or victim mentality. Everyone is proud of their history in Puerto Rico. They have, you know, streets and monuments of the European settlers forget that about in Puerto Rico. Yeah, They're yeah, proud of not, No, not, not, only just, not only just to mention that and forget about that part, but... Look also look at look what the Bronx does or look at the city does. They had the Puerto Rican Day Parade. I remember I remember going down yep. there when I was a kid, you know. I mean so and they used to play music and whatnot. I mean, it was like a one giant festival of you know foods, you know. That's the one thing about New York. It's it's very diverse, it's very um you know, the, the culture is very upbeat. And I remember actually when I was, when I was a kid before the, all the political stuff came back and I'll never forget two thousand eight, I gotta say, I, I think in my opinion, even though Obama was, you know, became president around that, that was his first year as president. Um, everything was so diverse and everything so there was like not a carefree in the world. And then once everything started getting worse after the Obama administration and Trump had to come in and fix things, that's when it started getting increasingly worse. Oh, you yeah. know, I, I, I'm sorry, after the housing market, excuse me. I agree. You know, because back then people didn't care if you were 
right, you know, white, left, black, brown, whatever the hell you were. No, no one cared about that. You know, people were just like, all right, I want to live my life. I'm just going to do my thing and hang out and let's have fun. That's it. You know, but now it's become so political, so politicized. Oh, you're, oh, you're a Republican. You're libertarian. Oh, I don't want to hang out with you. You know, so it's like, oh, when, yeah. the fuck, when the fuck did that matter? <laughs> you know, I I had friends who people who I thought were my friends all of a sudden reach out in the, rec I actually had someone call me, which was like, oh my God. He called me, and the first time I let it go, the second time I let it go, third time I finally put my foot down, and I, I didn't yell back, but I was firm. I said, like, I don't appreciate the tone you're using with me, and you're, you're freaking on me. He called me up to basically curse me out and yell at me. You're horrible, you're racist, you're this and that. He called me a white supremacist, and I go, wait a minute. I said, how could I be a white supremacist when I technically am not even white? Well, I don't know, and da-da-da, but you are. Blah, blah. You again, are, but I don't know how. <laughs> you see right there? So, again, so, like I said, back to the whole conspiracy thing. So, you just assumed, and you just, again, conclusions. That's exactly what the left does. They just, they just cut different conclusions, just assume things. And that's, the, and that's funny, because, again, that's hypocrisy. Finds. They, they claim that we do that stuff. No, you do that. They, it, it, they, I, and, their, and their stories are never, never straight. You know, that's the thing, too, I noticed. They're not, and it's it's all like they like circle back, lady. They circle back, and they, it goes in circles. I, I just actually in the beginning of this. I, I'm, oh, sorry, it was the last video I did. The last the last podcast I went live. I was just talking about um, Jen Polanski, how she was, you know, she always that's her go to. So let's circle back. Let's circle back. And you know, listen, there's just certain, certain criteria. I just want you know, I'm gonna get you know, there's like a couple talking points. I just want to talk about the administration with Biden and everything. But the one thing I noticed about Jen Polanski, trying to get my phone set up. Okay. So the one thing I noticed about her is that she's very, very unorganized, and, 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 and not, not just her, but just the administration. Very unorganized. Every time someone asks you, every time someone asks her a question, they, she says, "I don't know that. I don't have the details." Kayla McEnany. She always. One thing about her. her oh yeah. Actually, let me, uh, okay. Let's just say this box, for instance. <laughs> this box is. Let's just say this is her paperwork, right? Her binder. Oh, yeah. Her binder. Everything was nice and neat, very concise, very, very proactive. She's a very proactive person. You could tell, even just her work ethic. This woman has no idea how, what, the, uh, what the form of government are. Uh, sorry, the former branches of government are. She doesn't, and this is what her the whole time. I love the. So when you look at degrees, I, I researched both of them. Kaylee actually graduated, and she recently, but she has a lot of experience and a lot of. Now she has a lot of experience, having gone through all that. But she went to law school. She has a, a master's in law. Um, I don't even know if she passed the bar or not, but she is going to probably go further with that. She can do some incredible stuff. She'd be an incredible justice. She came with that. I would, I would like love to see her. I, I would love to see her actually, um, what you call the Supreme Court justice if Trump gets in again. That, that, that would oh, be really she would good kill them. When they, remember how they, they ripped Amy Coney Barrett a new one, who, and she held her own respectfully. Kaylee would slay them. <laughs> it was just, yeah, it was my disgusting. Favorite. They, they painted her. They, they, what they did to Amy Coney Barrett was just downward disgusting. That and, was uh, nasty. They even questioned why she adopted her kids. That was so brutal. She started crying. That yeah, was she like, started crying. That, that was just not right. That, that, I, I, I How was, could you do that to someone? Listen, it's one thing. If you want, if you want to attack, yeah, if you want to attack the person politically, then you know, go, you know, go ahead, right? Attack them personally, but to bring their family into that—that's just that's, that's a low. Because <laughs> that is now public, and like God knows what's going to happen when, like, you know, her kids grow up and they have to witness that or view that. Like, that's horrible. That whoever, whatever politician said that should lose their job. That's you don't go there. You don't ask questions like that. Yeah, I mean, like, who in the right mind first would say, yeah, I adopted because so-and-so? No, and she's a genuine person, Amy Coney Barrett. She's not like some of the other ones that, you know, are fake. Cory Booker was the worst. Like, he plays I'm the victim. Smart, yes. <laughs> oh, gosh. You're right. He plays the victim. Professional victim. Born in a, he's born in essentially privileged. His father is rich. He piggybacks off his father's grievances. And his father, you know, Cory Booker was born with a silver spoon in his mouth. Father gets him this whole job, and he never had to work a day in his life. And that's the hilarious thing: is he claims to be oppressed. No, he's not oppressed. Of course, I, I will. I, really I, I feel scared. I, 
Yeah. That sounds I'm, like. I, yeah. And the funny part is too, you want to talk about people being oppressed and everything is that like, not just not just the blacks, but everybody's been has gone through some level of oppression. What about the Irish? Yeah. You know, the Irish have been oppressed and so on. So Italians. Everybody's especially when they first came to the island. I mean, they were living in these little you know little tiny apartments. I remember you know I actually remember learning about them in history um, history class. Tenements, yeah. Yeah, uh, tenements, yeah. there you go. Like how, tough, you know, how small they were, and they were just making, you know, working at factories and, you know, getting these, getting black one and just, just to make ends meet. But um, just to recap everything, um, we've talked about the, first of all, our constitutional fundamental rights, second being how the media deceives us, and the last time there actually was real journalism within this country, being the, uh, number two. Third of all, uh, third, third but lastly, we've spoken about the uh, current stand, and also with the history, as far as making comparison, comparing and contrasting where we're at right now. Um, you know, I just want to thank all of, all of you guys just for you know for <clears throat> for helping uh, the Lost Patriot page grow, and you know just for uh, you know being a part of this group and being part of something more. You know, a lot of these groups out there, they're not willing to you know go the extra step and uh, talk about what's right and what's wrong. And you know, I, I think you have to look at both things. You know, you can't. You know, that's what critical, th you know, critical free thinkers do. They analyze and they critique both sides of the fence, not just one. And we will always stay true to our colors, no matter who comes in. You know, no matter how big we get, we are always going to stay true to our founding. And that's one thing I could guarantee and promise you guys, no matter what. And not only just promise you guys, but also make a promise to myself, because if I'm not, if I'm not being, you know, truthful and not being, you know, upfront. Then that completely obliterates and completely destroys, you know, the, the bond that all of us have as patriots. Now, with that said, um, I also just want to thank Vinny once we get Vinny in here. But I want to thank him for actually going live with me, you know, in the war room tonight, and just doing a full, you know, breakdown as he always does. Very, very, it's very fascinating every time he talks and, you know, gives a little bit of gives a little bit of insight. Not even just a little bit, just a lot of insight as where his, where his mentality is and talking about all the things that are going on in the current nation of our country. You know, this guy has um, a wealth of knowledge and. I, you know, he's just a great speaker all around, a great guy. And, uh, Vinny, thank you so much for joining us for tonight. You know, we, again, we truly appreciate it, you know, the knowledge and the wisdom you actually provide. And, uh, I was quite honored to have you by my side tonight, uh, within the podcast. But, uh, you know, for all of you guys out there, um, thank you so much for everything you continue to do and support. And, um, I'm just going to close up with saying, you know, the war room, uh, will definitely be, uh, back for sure, so... Guys, take care of yourselves. Be safe uh, within the climate of, of the way things are. All right, take care, guys. Also, before I go, <laughs> one last thing. Please check out the Arpellus Patriot store. We have uh, hoodies. We sell hats. We have everything you need for all your Patriot supplies. Also, even home, home supplies, too, as far as blankets, you know, mugs, soon, um, everything else. But, um, yeah, so just please check out the site. It's a really great site. To, you know, I, I bought some stuff from there. Um, you know, I've got, my own, I've got my own apparel. I've got... Um, I've got my hat, I've got my hoodie, and I've also got just... I actually have a t-shirt coming in, which I will uh, wear on the next podcast to show you guys. So, But again, appreciate the support, love and support. We uh, love and appreciate all of you guys, because without this podcast, or without you guys, there wouldn't be a podcast, there wouldn't be our little speech, it's along with next to our founding fathers. Um, so again, with that, be safe, and uh, thank you so much for tuning in tonight. Thank you for tuning in to the Relentless Patriots Podcast. Don't forget to follow us on social media and visit us on the web at www.therelentlesspatriotsapparel.com.